When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. 13 minutes left to play. The Ravens take a 20 to 10 lead. Keep on getting back up. And keep on swinging. Keep on competing. And the New York Giants move to 5-1. and one. Anytime you win in this league is big, but you got to start expecting stuff like this. I'll tell you something, folks. This New York Jets team is for real. Some people need to see it happen. The more it becomes a visual, the more you start believing. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and we are now on ESPNU. By the way, click more on the ESPN app. It's on the bottom right-hand corner. Scroll down and listen live. You don't need to be in your car. You don't need to be near your radio. If you have a phone in your pocket and the ESPN app on it, you got your boys live. You don't even have to wait for the... The podcast. Yes, that is correct, KM. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We just said KM? You just skipped over to J? No, he just gave my initials, I think, but you reversed them. Yeah, I reversed them. Oh. MK. Oh, MK. No, but yeah. Kellerman. Yeah, Kellerman. Oh, Kellerman. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. That, that Don't weird. worry, J-Dub, I got you. <laughs> Welcome so to KM song. in the morning. <laughs> and J. And J. All right. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. <laughs> Coverage of Yankees and Guardians. Game 5 begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Jay wants that to be PJM. Eastern. <laughs> PJM. Followed by Game 1 of the National League Championship between the Padres and Phillies. Coverage starts at 7.30. Uh, guys, there's a lot to get into. I mean, if the Yankees lose tonight, would that be a bigger disappointment than the Dodgers losing? No. Dodgers won 111 games. But they came into a they ran into a Padres team you should have handled but still Man, the we, we we took care of the Padres in the regular season so I, naturally we walk in we take care of game 1 and then we lose two straight. Yeah, but but the Padres at least were a team that went they pushed their chips in the middle of the table rightly or wrongly thinking this is our season, right? They did make major acquisitions this year. Yeah, but in the regular season, when you look at the way we played the, the Padres, you just naturally thought, okay, yeah, they got Machado and Soto and company, and, and, but we took care of business. The one thing we went wrong at is they got Hater at the closer. I don't think we should have ever let our closer in Kenley Jansen go, although in the last several years, he struggled to a degree. Getting but older. It, yeah, but look, he did well this year. You know – the Yankees in the first half had a record-setting pace. The Dodgers stayed consistent in the second half. The Yankees fell off because the bullpen, everyone got hurt. But, the, you know, Aaron Judge sets all the records, Jay. But, Max, that's my point, though. Aaron Judge, it felt like single-handedly kept you guys afloat. In the second during, half. In yeah. the second half, like during a downturn where the Dodgers had complete dominance from the beginning to the end of the regular season. I mean, we just had Jessica Mendoza on, and we were talking about what's best for baseball you guys are talking about, yeah, you want to see Aaron Judge in game five tonight in the ALDS come to the plate. Like, that's what made 
Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, right? You want to see today, that moment. Today. today is the anniversary, 1977. But that's my point. That, that's what's best for baseball. If you were to see the Dodgers, the team that was the most consistently the dominant team, still be dominant in the postseason. Yeah, but we clinched a month early. A month, in, We clinched like a month, month and a half early. We were done. We weren't playing meaningful games yeah, we were for like a long just time. Rolling yeah. people out there playing pickle, you know? Yeah. Just, that, that's why, you, just like we're talking about with the Packers, you think the Packers be best served to be a six or a seven seed. Think about when we won the, the, won the whole chip. We didn't win the division. Right. Even though it was a, 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 the pandemic year, so to speak, but we didn't win the You're division. You're playing – the problem with the Dodgers, one of the problems could have been they stopped playing meaningful games for too long a period between – you know, there was too long a period where they weren't playing games that really mattered. And so you can fall flat a little bit. We yeah, didn't have out, our foot on the pedal. Yeah. Shout out to the Padres, though, making that move for Manny Machado, also losing Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, it's they've, they've done it, man. Machado did it in the field. He did it at the plate. Yep. Yeah, Shout out to that them. was four years ago. Byron, Harrison Bader for the Yankees, by the way. I kept bringing this up during SportsCenter. He's the third center fielder in the history of the Yankees, 100-something years already, that's ever hit three home runs in a postseason series. The other two were Bernie Williams, who's a great player, and Mickey Mantle, <laughs> who, who's one of the best players ever. I'm just laughing because when that deal went down, you did not like it. No, I didn't. I, did I didn't at all. like it. You and, were not about it. And now it's so funny listening to you because it's a complete I give it, turn. Because yeah, I give it up based I on what you. I see. My problem with Bader was this. Cashman made the move because he's a great glove and center. No one doubts that. But I didn't know if he would hit enough to stay in the lineup. He's from the air. He went to Horace Mann High School, one of the best private schools in the city, Horace Mann, up, up in the Bronx. But, so he's a local product, but he's not a home run hitter. Jay hit three home runs in a five-game series. If Aaron Judge did the same thing, you know, like, if, like people say, well, Judge can't, you can't win. Just, if Judge hits two home runs tonight, yeah, he's probably going to win the game. That's why Reggie was so big. Reggie today, 45 years ago today, hit three home runs in a World Series game. You know, the odds are almost zero that you're going to lose a game if one dude hits three home runs. Everybody's careers are made in the postseason. Mm-hmm. You can ball out in the regular season. There's no question about it in any sport. But the chip, when the chips are on the line, who does and what? it's the postseason, is who does what. So wait. So, so many years we talk about Peyton Manning. Ah, he can't do it. He's a great regular season quarterback until eventually he got over the hump and he dominated a little bit in the postseason. That's the same way. Mr. October is Mr. October for a reason. So, Max, let me ask you this question. Considering the dominance that we've seen from Aaron Judge throughout the regular season, setting records, mm-hmm. if he doesn't come through in this series and they lose to the Guardians, will it make you think differently about Aaron it Judge? It won't make me think – well, listen, when you say differently – the trajectory of his career and his legend, right, is being formed now. So it's not like, oh, now I think less of him, but would we think even more of him if he came through in a deciding playoff game? Of course. Of course you would. It would enhance everything. Oh, of yeah, course. You, get, you get elevated up yeah. in the postseason. I'm still living off my postseason success. Hmm. Still living off of that. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still eating because it was success that happened in the postseason. You know what Steve Garvey, great Dodgers first baseman yes. said about Reggie and in, in, in when he hit his third home run, he said he clapped in his glove. Even as a Dodger playing him, he's like, you just had to give it up, right? Like that's when the myth is born yeah. more than anything. Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion and co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio with us now. Morning, Willie. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's happening? Willie, before we get into the Jets and the Giants and football and all that, we know you're a big right. Yankees fan. How are you feeling about Game Five? Man, I, to be honest, I, I took the 
the postponement as a blessing in disguise. You know, you, you go into this game five elimination game, you got to understand Cleveland probably has a better bullpen. Um, but I, I feel comfortable with Nestor starting today. Uh, I'm glad they announced him to be the starter. I, I was a little, I was a little nervous considering that he did get knocked around a little, knocked around a little bit in game two. But tonight's our night. I think we're rested, ready to go. The Bronx is going to be rocking at four o'clock. So, Willie, we were just having a conversation about, and, and the guys were articulating their perspective on the fact that your name gets cemented in legacy forever in October. Like, this is the time of year yeah. that your your legacy is built. So, considering the dominance that Aaron Judge has had throughout the regular season, if he doesn't have anywhere close to that dominance in the postseason, how ultimately would you put that into perspective, Aaron Judge, overall? Well, I think it means more considering that we've been invested, right? We've been invested with the home run chase, the you know, the, the clippings, and every, we've been following this man all season. You know, now that he has hit 62, I don't think we're done with him, and I, he can't be done with us. He needs to show up in the month of October because this is where your legacy is built. Um, I heard Keyshawn talk about it a little, you know, Mr. October, you when you bear that title, it's because you show up in October. The Yankees need him. His bat has to talk for us for us to get ahead. Uh, so this is everything. I have 62 was great. It was big for baseball. It was good for Yankee lure. Uh, but the month of October has to be led by Aaron Judge. Speaking of October, the Word. New York Jets are rolling in the month of October right now. So far through six weeks, they're four and two in the season. How do they look to you, Willie? Well, Key, you know, this is a team, man, when you start the season with 37-year-old quarterback and Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson uh, on, the, on, on the injured reserve. You talk about Makai Becton being a guy who's a key staple for this offensive line, being on IR. They bring in big Dwayne, Bre- Dwayne Brown, who's 37 years old, who, you know, was opposed to kind of be a plug-and-play guy. They, 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 they kind of do their physical evaluation. He needs, he needs uh, shoulder surgery. And then he, he says, no, you know what, I'm a ball player. I'm not going to take the bag and run. I'm going to step up and play, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. But what we're seeing overall from this Jets team, we're seeing immediate impact from first and second-year guys. You talk about Brees Hall, the running back, who had 20 carries for 116 yards. You're seeing Sauce Gardner, who's lights out. You're talking about Quentin Williams after Sunday's game beating the Packers. He's, he should definitely be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. And so you're starting to see play, players – and young players, these baby Jets starting to emerge. So you're watching the maturation period of this team come alive, and they, they're legit. And I think the identity of this team, especially on the offensive side, is ground and pound. And defensive side, you know, it's Quentin Williams and his secondary with, you know, the combination of Sauce Gardner and D.J. Reed. And credit uh, Kalan Alexander, credit C.J. Mosley, they're starting to come together. So when you hear, you know, Robert Salah talk about the receipts, this is what he's been waiting for because he knew this team could be what they are today. They just had to prove it. They had to put it on tape. And now we're watching it right before our very eyes. Willie, uh, let me throw you a curveball here. Which, talking to Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman, Super Bowl champion, and co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, by the way. So let me throw you a curveball here. The two New York quarterbacks, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones, who are you more impressed by this season so far? Uh, for, for me, it's probably Daniel Jones. Um, the, the problem with the, there was never a question of what Zach could do. He, he's an old world talent, super athletic. He has the arm. It's just a matter from the neck up for him. He had to calm down. I think he's playing a lot more calm. He's making the more the right decisions. But Daniel Jones, I think, has had to muster through a lot. You, you talk about not having a definite number one. His offensive line has been a shamble. His defense has been up and down. 
Um, you know, when he was drafted into the Giants, he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Eli Manning and everything that would, you know, just being a part of it, that Manning tribe, so to speak. He had to embody more, and he's, he's been through multiple coaches. So I think Daniel to be in this point, at this point with this team, um, say what you want about him. You know, he doesn't have a receiving core that's like, you know, that, that blows you out the water. There are a bunch of lunch pail guys out there he's making it work with, and they're winning games. So for me, Daniel Jones has definitely been the most impressive. What what do you think that the Giants need position wise to kind of compete with the the Eagles and the Cowboys for the division? For me, it's the receiver position. I, I think they got to get a guy like you, Keith, who can flat out go go get it and move the sticks when it, when all hell is at your face mask, man. They need a guy who can just win on the outside. They don't have that. Um, if they're able to get that, I think they can really give them the lift they're looking for. Yeah, well, that guy's not just walking around down the West Side Highway. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. they got to uh, they got to figure it out, Jay. They certainly need to figure it out. When you look at Zach Wilson, back to the Jets for a minute, is he there? Sure. I, I know he's their number one, number two pick overall. But is in his eyes, on your eyes, based on the way he's played this year, is he the franchise quarterback, or is there still some reservation? I think right now this. I think he's. That's a good question. I think right now there was some reservation, but I think as of late, especially if you go back to the, his first start against Pittsburgh in that last that fourth quarter when he went five for five, he was able to connect with Corey Davis and, and lead him to victory. Um, and then going to the next week in Miami, he played a lot more calm. He seems more poised. He seems like he knows what to do within the offense. I think him landing in New York. Um, and everything that comes along with New York as far as, you know, the same old Jets being a circus and the culture as itself, I think he walked into New York like, I'm going to I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to, I'm going to be the superhero. Now he's looking around him. Now he has, a, he has a cast of other guys who are all in, young and hungry. He doesn't have to be that guy. So I think he, there's a little more ease with him. And I think the fact that, you know, prior to that Pittsburgh, uh, his, his start of the season, um, he hadn't played since last year at Buffalo. So there was a big question mark on who, who is Zach Wilson? Can he be the guy moving forward? I think as of late, he's been, uh, he's been phenomenal. I think he's been poised. I think he's been calm. He's not throwing the ball as much. They're leaning on the ground and pound. That offensive line for the Jets is playing phenomenal, led by Elijah. Uh, so they, they have enough pieces around him, for, around him where he doesn't have to be the guy to win it. Now he has just to play within the offense, and things will manifest, and you come out on top with victories, and they're doing it right now. Willie Colon, former NFL offensive lineman, co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Willie, uh, watching Tom Brady over this past weekend – I am curious, as a former player, if a guy like that were berating you on the sidelines, ultimately, yeah, how would you same, react? Jay. Come on out. How, how would you react? No, former it's, offense it's, alignment. <laughs> well, well, Keith, let's, let's be 100. This is the most I've seen from looking in, disconnected we've seen Tom football. I, I can't remember a time where – he misses Wednesday practice. He goes to a wedding uh, for Robert Kraft, uh, Robert Kraft, Valets Robert Kraft, and then he flies into Pittsburgh. This is still the Pittsburgh still. It's still a historic franchise. Um, I just, I just, I just, I just never seen this disconnect. And the Valley, he has a lot going on off the field. But he doesn't seem like he's all in. And my, and if I'm an offensive lineman, a part of that offensive line, who, by the way, the Buccaneers offensive line, they have, they've had some significant injuries up front. And now you have a quarterback who seems like he's not checked in. He's a little bit all over the place. 
valid. He's still Tom Brady. He's still putting up great numbers. But he just doesn't seem like there's a distraction there. We all kind of know the distraction because of the divorce and whatever he may be going through. But to get yelled like that and berate against a Blitzberg defense, uh, I mean, it just – it would have set me the wrong way. I think there's a way you go about your business, yelling at your offensive line, especially when you're battling your tail up front. Um, it can rub you the wrong way. Getting getting lashed like that in front of the public wouldn't have set well. I would have had a, me and Tom would have had to take a walk down the sideline and talk. Mm. Willie Russell Wilson has. It's not just that they're not winning; they're now two and four because they could have won last night. They'd be three and three, right? It's the way it looks, especially yeah. when you compare it. And Key said, no, it's going to be the same thing with Geno Smith in Seattle before the season. Key, you're crazy. Geno Smith, come on, I've seen that. But it is. Geno Smith kind of looks like Russell Wilson with Pete Carroll. And, and so it's, you start to raise your eyebrow. And wait a minute, how much of that was the situation? And Russell Wilson, it looks a mess in Denver. What do you, why do you think it hasn't worked out so far? I don't. I don't know why. I think it starts with Daniel Hackett. Um, with all the hold on, Willie. Willie, you're you're breaking up so much we can't hear what you're saying. Can you start that again? Yeah, I apologize. You hear me now? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I apologize. I I think it starts with the head coach. I, I think that Daniel Hackett seems like he's in deep water. Like he doesn't really have his grips on the team and. I think it's translation. I think it's translating onto the field, and I think Russ right now, um, he just seems very erratic. I don't know how to say it any better. I think the first half he lit it up last night, and the second half he couldn't find him no more. And I know he's going through some injuries. You talk about the lat, and I know he pulled a hamstring, but it, there's, there's definitely a disconnect with him and his receiving court. And for defensively, I think the Broncos are, are are good. I think Patrick Sertan the second is probably one of the best corners in the game. Um, so defensively, I think they can hold up, but offensively. There's a disconnect, and I think it starts with the head coach, and I think it starts with Russ, and I think he's maybe balancing some things that he can't overcome right now, but um, I'm shocked that he's not playing better, actually. Willie, as you look into this season now and things are starting to shake out to some degree after we get through the first quarter of the season, who do you have more faith in to finish the deal, get their season turned around? Terrific Tom Brady in Tampa or Aaron – I didn't do what I was supposed to do, Rodgers in Green Bay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to lean on Tom Brady. I, I am. I, I think he's going to be um, – I, I think once he, he kind of gets a hold of – you know, I think, the right, I think the issue right now is, you know, h- how committed is he to, you know, really turning it around, right? It seems like there's so much going on with him off the field. And, you know, can he dial in and can he be, be able to put the Superman cape and win and win games for the Buccaneers, and I know he can. Uh, it's just a matter of him doing it. And I just see him turning around. I think he has that type of talent. I think he's you know he's the goat for Christ's sake. So you can never count him out. Um, and I've I've seen him play. I've been on I've been on the field with him. If anybody has that, that type of it, he has it. So I, I can see Tom Brady getting it done. Mm, terrific, Tom. So, in terms of like this is a big question in New York sports right now with the Giants and the Jets, Willie. Because they're both one is five and one, one is four and two. Sure. Which one is a realer threat in their division? Right. The Patriots start to look good now with Bailey Zappi and obviously Bill Belichick. The Dolphins have quarterback problems, but before that, they looked really good. The Buffalo Bills. A lot of people consider them Super Bowl favorites, including Vegas, and they look like maybe the best team in football, certainly in the conference at the moment. And on the other, the Jet, the Giants, in the division with the Eagles and the Cowboys, both flying high right now which team do you think is a realer threat in their division 
for me, it's the Jets, to be honest. I, I think the fact that their identity is starting to be exposed, and I mean, from an offense standpoint, you're talking about they got the rookie in Garrett Wilson, who's kind of live for them. you you got to talk about Breesaw and Michael Carter, the running back, through what they have. You talk about the offensive line, who has been playing extremely well and playing with hats who we haven't seen thus far. Once again, by Elijah Rivera Tucky, you've got Big Dwayne Brown on the outside. And the thing about this, from, you know, Davis, Davis is playing well as well, as well but the key thing is once they get Elijah Moore more, kind of re, more attached to this offense, they're going to be legit. And I think Zach is starting to calm down. His feet seem a little more at peace in the pocket. He's making the right decisions. I think offensively, they legit. On the defense side of the ball, Quentin Williams has just been a, he's been a wrecking machine. And what's more impressive besides Sauce Gardner, Quentin Williams, a call to start coming to, coming to his own. He's coming off the Achilles heel injury. Uh, this thing right now is starting to like, man, if, if they if they continue to get hot, I mean, a threat, teams teams are going to get nervous about him. And what I loved about Sunday's game against Green Bay, special teams, they showed up. They had a block punt, a block field goal. They're playing all three phases of football, which we haven't seen from the New York Jets, and they're playing with the attitude. So I like that the most. And they're playing physical, and they're getting to the football and rallying. And offensively, man, they're not afraid to just go get it. So I like the ground and pound mentality they have. I like the fact that the defense is backing it up. I love the fact that the special teams unit is doing a hell of a job for them. Really, so for me, better. it's the New York Jets. I should have known better former Jets offensive line. That's not the answer I was looking for. I was looking for the New well, York football. I'm defense. sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot <laughs> accept that answer. I can't take that. I notice when you're when you're labeled Super Bowl champion and someone sees you played for the Jets and another team, guess where you won the right. Super Bowl championship? Just speaking facts, Max. One with the Jets, right. Willie Colon. Boy, I hope you're wrong. There he is, Willie Cologne, former <laughs> NFL offensive lineman and Super Bowl champion, not with the Jets, and co-host of Morning Men on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Thanks, Willie. All right, Willie. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Peace. All right, WC. Which team? What's wrong with you, man? At three and three, guys, right? Five hundred with eleven weeks to go, eleven games to go, has the best shot of turning things around and making a real run in the entire NFL. Which three and three team? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Green Bay has struggled this year, and I'm starting to worry about them a little bit. Hand off Dylan. Fumble the football, and the Jets have it. That's the most impressive performance by the New York Jets in a decade, and it has the potential to be the beginning of something truly special. Don't do it. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. What's up, Jay? On ESPN Radio. Yeah, shots, Key. J-Dub. You can hear us 6 (laughs) AJM to 10 AJM Eastern (laughs) daily, weekdays. He's the worst. What's that? Because I obviously have a habit that I give people nicknames. It happens all the time. I I, I didn't say anything about a nickname. He said J-Dub. That's not a nickname. When have you ever called it? That's abbreviation. J-Dub's abbreviation. That's not a a nickname, nickname, right? Yeah, no, it would be a nickname because you didn't say when you say J Dub, you're abbreviating. Like 7-Eleven or or to the cup. What's up to the well, cup? Well, it's kind of both. Nickname, it's right? kind of both. He's both. abbreviating the the letter W. So that part yeah, is I guess yeah, yeah. J Dub. Yeah. Well, you know, Key never calls me J Dub ever. Right. Why so would it's I ever also call the tone. You, J-Dub? you just did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a just because that's what you do. Because you make it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was making that point. Got to give right. everyone corny nicknames. J. J Dog. I don't call you J Dog. Yeah, J Dog. Call you MK though. I no, call you don't. Max. Yeah, once in a blue, you call me MK. Once yeah, every in a blue. once in a while. Yeah, I guess I do do it. A lot. See, yeah, a once nickname in a blue. for me would be Kale Dog. Kale Dog. Kale Dog. Yeah. You ever give your friend like a corny nickname on purpose, try to see if it sticks? Kale Dog. Big K or something like that. That's not special K. Special K. No, give somebody a corny ass nickname and keep calling it to keep calling it mess with Yeah, J Dog, cool though. You're all right. We hung See, out at there, Duke. There you go again. There he goes. What? You can't help yourself. Man. See, Key, Key's already came out and said, it's Key, so it's easy. Man, Guys, it's, it's 9.32 AJM in the morning. It's, it's too early up. for this. You got to put a J. If you don't put a J, anytime there's an M or a, or a K anywhere in, a, in, an, in an abbreviation, uh, there has to be a J, and or J gets very upset. Well, you just can't leave my name out of the show. Of course not. Who leaves yeah. your name out of the show? Max, he said KM. No, I never he did. He skipped over me. I didn't. He did. No, you did, Max. I did? I, you did it. I'm sorry. I'll never make that MK. mistake again. Right? Ain't that what I said? You don't okay, know what you said. Yankees game starts. Don't forget ESPN radio coverage begins 3.30 PJM <laughs> so <stupid>. this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I blew it. I should have said Keyshawn and Max just then. I blew it. Damn it. I set it up and I blew it. <laughs> you forgot it. it. You just said it and Damn then you it. forgot it. All right. Listen. <laughs> Slump or jump. On three and three teams, Shannon. I have to V bring him in according here to Here we go. Screen. V bring me in. I'll V bring you in. All right, here we go. SH, let's go. Yes, what's up, Shannon? Right, slump or jump? Look, we got several teams around the NFL that are currently sitting at three and three. I need you guys to tell me if they're going to turn it around or they're destined for things worse to come. I don't, that didn't sound great, but either <laughs> way, we'll keep what? it moving. What? All right, slump what? or jump, what? three or three teams. Jeez. Key, I will start with you. Green Bay Packers, slump or jump, where you stand with the Packers? I, I think they jump. I think they jump out of this slump. They get things turned around. I'm not so worried about them like everybody else because Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. And anytime you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you are destined to make the playoffs. And maybe five, six, or seven is much better than one through four for them because they've been in those one and two spots before and they've been at home. In fact, when they won their Super Bowl, they were not, uh, they were a wild card team. They were not the division leaders, so to speak, and having a bye. Neither. I say hover. Mm. I think it just hover. I, I, I don't see their defense it's hump. carrying them. It's not slump or jump. What it's is hump, it? It's hump, bump. I, bump. Hump. I guess I don't yeah. know. Whatever Dump? you want to call I don't it. Know. Hover. I, I think they'll be right in between. I think. They'll find ways to win games. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be 
way more difficult than what people think. I think a jump, although I got to say I'm looking, I'm anticipating I'm looking ahead at all the teams. I don't think, like, if everyone jumps, then who's slumping, right? There's got to get those wins somewhere. I'm going to have to figure out who I think is going to slump because I think the, the Packers are going to jump. All right, the next team here on Slump or Jump, Key, let's go out to L.A., Los Angeles Rams, Slump or Jump at 3-3. Three and three. I, I feel like they're going to jump, but I'm going to say they're going to slump right now. I, I, until they get things turned around, the San Francisco 49ers own the Los Angeles Rams. Although San Francisco didn't have a great showing against the Atlanta Falcons, I think it's going to be tough in that division. The Seahawks and Geno Smith, they typically split with the Rams. And in this situation, I think that the Rams are still trying to find their identity, although they did just win last weekend. So was your answer slump or jump? I said, you, it. said you said both. No, I said I think they're going to jump, but I want. What did I say? I said <laughs> I said I want to say jump, but I think they're going to slump. Is what I said. Ah, so slump, slump. Okay, yeah. okay. Sure, whatever you say. J Dub, come on, man. You're the, you're the expert, Key. Well, I am. Yes, the, you. Yeah, yeah, I am the expert. expert. Key dog, it's J Dog's turn. <laughs> Well, if JW leaves me alone, children. I, I, I think though, I think they'll slump. I, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a believer in Jimmy G like that. When it's all said and done, I know you are, Max. Well, I'm gonna say slump right now because the whole defense is hurt. Right, like that. That's the problem. Oh, we're so, talking about the Rams. I, I oh, we're talking about the Rams. See, that's what you get. That is what I guess. That's what you get. He jumped to the 49ers. I, I think they'll be okay. I, I think, I think they'll jump. I think they'll jump when it's all said and done. I think getting Van Jefferson back, I think getting some other pieces back as they get healthy, I think they'll jump. See, this is the one where I want to bump if that means stay the same. I think the Rams are going to basically do this this year. So, But if I have to pick slump or jump, I'm going to have to say jump because McVay wins a lot. I, and, and I think Todd Bowles meant that the Rams are still living off the Super Bowl, not the Buccaneers. Ah. ah like, <laughs> right. That just would put that together two days later? No, I. It just came to you. No, talking, it just uh-huh. came to me now. I was talking about what Todd Bowles said about his Buccaneer team that won the Super Bowl two, two years, years ago, ago, not last year. So then I said that the Rams. He meant to say the Rams because the Rams won it last year. J Dub. Right, Shannon. Wait, wait, wait is, the soup, is the soup too hot? Is the soup too cold? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, since you guys mentioned Super Bowl hangovers, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Key slump or jump? Bengals at three and three. What you got? I think they're gonna jump. They, they, they're starting to kind of trend. Although two weeks ago they did lose to the Ravens, I think they're, they're starting to get that little bit of mojo back again. They're going to be a wild-card type team. They're going to probably win the division because I just don't believe in the Ravens right now. In Cleveland, I think they're going to sputter along and make it challenging in the end. But I think Cincinnati finds themselves probably knocking on that, that door of some sort of wild-card. I know they just won their game, and I know that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connected for a big TD down the stretch, but, like, no Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, the Saints team was completely depleted. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe they'll jump, but it's not as big of a jump as people think. Jump. They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to be in the playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs. I mean, they Joe, should be in the Joe, playoffs considering. By the way, the uh, Joe, 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 Burrow, Joe Burrow. He's just get used to a career that feels very lucky, right? It's going to feel very lucky for Joe Burrow. He's going to be in the playoffs. Joe B. All right, slump or jump. <laughs> slump or jump. We're looking at these three and three teams. Next team on the list, key, Baltimore Ravens. Slump or jump. What you I, got? I, I'm slumping. Mm. They can't figure it out right now. Lamar Jackson is putting too much pressure on himself to try to do it all by himself. And, and until they can get things going in the secondary as, as well as on the run in the running game outside of Lamar Jackson, you talk about making a play. Go make a play for Christian McCaffrey if you're the Baltimore Ravens. 
I think they'll make a jump. I mean, and I think schedule depends upon where a team can go as well. So I think Browns at home, at Bucks, they watching the Bucks struggle. Saints are depleted. Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers, Browns again, Falcons. I think they're going to jump. I think they'll find a rhythm. Okay, I, I think they're going to jump. But I got to say, key, I, everyone's talk, like thinking about McCaffrey to the Bills, right? Could the Bills get a guy like that? If the Ravens got Christian McCaffrey, what the hell do you do with oh Lamar Jackson God. and Christian McCaffrey on the same team? Ooh. That's, if that was that's a video Tennessee game, offense. imagine that. What do you do? Key, that's, that's, that's hard. Offense. That's hard to defend. But, yeah, I think they're going to jump. All right, guys, one more team here in Slump or Jump looking at three and three teams. I need quick answers here, Key. I'll start with you. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three and three, Slump or Jump? I think they jump because the division's not good. Jump. Tom Brady, at the end of the day, I'll bet on Tom. Jump. I had everyone jump. jump. See, there's got to be something got to give. I have to have someone slumping, but I don't. I would have taken the Patriots to slump. I take they, the Vikings to slump. Well, you can't but they're just not, make this game the Vikings up by yourself. Three and three. You can't just ask yourself questions. Max? <laughs> you were that does. kid in but school. But you know that's what he does at home. Before he <laughs> comes here in the morning, he stands, you stands in the mirror. Max <laughs> has always been that kid. When he was 12 years old, he was standing in the mirror. I'm at Yankee Stadium live here. <laughs> no, when I was Muhammad 12, Ali, I was imagining Ma- I was. Ma- Ma- Muhammad Ali just had a low blow to the stomach. <laughs> when I was 12, I was imagining I was hitting the home run at Yankee Stadium. 12, you're still daydreaming. All His right. mom used to always come to him and say, Max, will you be quiet in there? <laughs> well, that was for other will reasons. Will you stop talking? That was for other yes, reasons. I heard that a lot. <laughs> Who's having the more disappointing season meantime? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Or Russell Wilson. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. So, have you guys heard about what happened uh, after the, the Tennessee Alabama game with the, the goalposts coming down? The interesting twist. Uh, did you missed it. It's all over the place. Exactly. So, Tennessee, the school, opened up, opened up an online donation portal 
seeking $150,000. So I guess they could replenish the goalposts, put them back up. But it, it led to a different conversation. I don't know if you guys have ever been in this, Max, you being down on the, on the field or on the court. But, Key, I'm sure you had, like, we, there were times that we lost games in college, especially at UVA, where they would storm the court. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they stormed the court, it led to altercations between the players and the fans. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, like, watching all the Tennessee fans come down on the field with the Alabama fans, players still being on the field. Can you ever get into a situation like that at all? No, no, because we were never – we were upset only once in college with at Notre Dame, and it was at Notre Dame. And um, I think I left the field with seconds to go, so I had already started walking off the field. It was over. It was a wrap. It wasn't a need for me to stand around and watch somebody else celebrate. But it looks very dangerous. In fact, the SEC conference fined Tennessee, the school, $100,000 um, for the students' actions of storming the field. Tennessee hadn't beat Alabama and Nick Saban in 15, 15 tries. 15 yeah. tries. Yeah. 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 They but hadn't see, done it in 15 I, consecutive tries. That's why the NCAA would just ban court storming or field storming. Oh, it's cool, though. Yeah, it's not, though. It, why? It, because if I'm on the field and some drunken fan comes at me and pushes me and my hands go up, then we're in a do-or-die situation. Oh, pretty that's, much. that's like LeGarrette Blunt when he was at Oregon. I'm trying to think, did he – I think he cold-clunked a – was it a player or a fan? I don't remember, but you but remember that. I, yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking I, about. Yeah, I don't that remember. happened at the end of the game. They beat Oregon, Boise uh-huh. State, and some. I'm not sure if it was a fan or to your point, Jay, or if it was a player screaming at LeGarrette. But if it's Blunt, a fan, if it's boom. a fan on the field of play where they're not supposed to be technically, then what happens to them in an altercation with a player shouldn't be a, held against the player no. unless it's something egregious, right? It was yeah. Boise State, Garrett Blunt, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Garrett yeah. Blunt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so see, I, I, that's why I, I just don't like where the opportunity then can be escalated while players are still I mean, yeah, on I get the it. field. Down, no, is I it get specific it. to college? Because I think of lots of instances Nobody's in the pros. They don't do that in the pros. The pros. They don't they, do this in the no, pros. not in that. But like I can think they of baseball moments. Yeah, they used to. Really? Oh yeah, Reggie Jackson and had to like you know duck out of the way. Think about Lakers used to beat the Celtics, or the Celtics beat the Lakers. Fans used to storm the field in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, the that's court. wild. Yeah, yeah storm yeah, the, the court. And baseball all the time. They'd yeah. be pouring out a historic moment, and fans would be at people be running around. Not us, though. Yeah, nah. Mm-mm. We don't do that. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 
unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hold on one second. I'm going to see if Jay's available. Jay right he right here. there. <laughs> so Hollywood. I'm going to find it. If I could. Hold on one second. I'm going to see if I can find Mr. Williams. Let me find him. Oh, I'll shoot him an email. He's right next to you. I'm looking at you. He's at a meeting right now. No, he's not at a meeting. I just heard you tell him something. All right, fine. I'll give you guys my number. It's a never, weird thing, man. Could you imagine I've never that? seen that before. I've never noticed. I, I would never in a million years expect to have a teammate that I couldn't I'll just hit story. him. No, I'll tell you a story. Go ahead. Finish, Jay. I'm going to tell you, you know, a story. That, that I couldn't just hit him. Be like, yo, what you doing tonight? You want to grab dinner or what's up? I, I would never imagine having to Wait, go through a manager to get connected to my teammate. Teammates are crazy sometimes. So I'm not going to name this teammate or anything like that. But we were we were uh, at the Super Bowl in Miami one year. And me and my... One of my business partners and, and Brian Kelly played with me in Tampa Bay. We run into this teammate. Okay. And Brian says, hey, man, I've been trying to get a hold of you to talk to you. I've been trying to get a hold of you because we're doing this doc and we want to, you know, try to evolve. You know, he told BK, he goes, yeah, I saw that. You're on the list for me to get back to. Oh, my God. So BK goes, <laughs> Oh, it's cool, man. Never mind. We don't even need you. It kept you it good. If I looked at him. I said, yeah, we good. He said, you're on, the, you're list. on, his call on list. the list. You're on the list for me to get back to. He was like, oh, okay. What about people? That's a legitimate question, though. What about people, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Series, XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Um, what about people who legitimately have so many incoming calls that they got to they got to have a call. Well, first, Max, well, first Max, of all, sheet. I know who that are, is. Your teammates are different. No, no, Max. I get it. But even a teammate. You're let's say, not Jimmy Pataro, Max. I'm saying, but okay, so, but Jimmy Pataro has yeah, a life, Jimmy, right? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy P told me that he saw it and he get back to I understand you, Jimmy. Jimmy Pataro's uh, president of ESPN, by the way. You got 50 million people that you're dealing with on a daily. You got NFL <laughs> right. contracts you got to deal with. You got talent contracts. You got this. You got That's different. But, but a teammate? No, but I mean teammate, a teammate man. like uh, on a football team with a billion people on it. I mean a teammate like Tom Brady Max. or someone like that. Max, yeah. seriously. Like, no. But, but, no. Okay, but I it, wish you would. I, I just want you to think about something. You said Tom Brady. Yeah. The greatest quarterback. That's why I brought it up. Ever played again. That's why Russell Maybe. Wilson. Russell no, no, Wilson. No, no, but, but that's a big drop off. No, that's what I'm saying. He's like, acting. There seems to be a my, disconnect I, about who he is and who he thinks he is, right? According yeah. to teammates and stuff. I mean, I, I might, might give a pass to Tom because Tom's going through a lot I'm of stuff. But as a teammate, Tom not if you've been in the trenches. You want a teammate somebody. to return your call. You've been, somebody, you've been in the trenches with somebody. Come on, man. Yo, I'm not, doing not giving Tom a pass. I'm not giving Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick a pass. If I call your ass, you better call me back. Yep. I and I should be able to call you, and even if I don't have your direct line and I call the secretary, she better pass you the message, you better call me back. Right. Because if you don't, I'm going to light your ass up when I get a chance. All right, I got to remember to get back to Key. Please. <laughs> I just connect him to You're on the list. Fine. Um, who's having a more important uh, – Who's having a more disappointing <laughs> season, do you think? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Russell Wilson? 
I I mean, I got this question kind of sort of on another show that I'm going to be on today. Um, I'm going to say with these three, I'm just going to say Russell Wilson. Even though I knew that this was what it was going to be going in, it's a little, it's just a little disturbing to see play out. And then Jay shows me some pictures and some stuff. It's just, it's a lot going on. It's a lot. Just too much, man. That's easy for me. It's Russ. It's not even a question. I, Tom Brady's going to get the benefit of the doubt because he's going through stuff. It doesn't seem like the pressure is as heavy on Todd Bowles, even though it is. right. Obviously, Coach LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, it seems like there's more upside. But not having a running game, Nathaniel Hackett, first year, people really questioning him as a guy. Is it really translating to the locker room? Seeing people side-eye Russell Wilson on the sideline, multiple primetime games. And the whole facade around Russ, it's it's Denver. I, they I got him booed guys, I, in their own stadium, I, in, in power stadium. They got him booed. I agree with that. First times. of all, Russell Wilson is not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. They're qualitatively different levels of quarterback. They're all Super Bowl winners. They're, you know, yeah, they pro- all probably will be uh, Two of them famous. are for sure. One of them probably. Russell probably be a I think he'll, he'll be, be all Probably. Famous. But Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, there's no a question. Shoe-in, yeah. Shoe-in. Yeah, right, okay. So, and Russell Wilson in his defense, let me just say, First time head coach, and he's new with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, new team. First time OC, and the head coach looks in over his head by all accounts. He's two and four. The other guys are three and three. There's a lot of time to go still. But so far, I probably agree with you. Tom Brady, though, and and we could table Aaron Rodgers for a second. second. And Max, also for a second, and with Russ, the fact that Hackett was there because it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it guy. looked that way. It looked that way. The Allegedly, were. it seems so, like it's supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. I want to get guy. to Brady for a second because Brady, unlike Rodgers, is not dealing with, oh, my best receiver's gone. They were for times, but not because they're just gone and now he's dealing with rookies. It's, you know, he's going to have his complement of receivers complete at some point, maybe even with Gronk. We'll see what happens there. He's with a coach he's familiar with, who he wanted there, obviously. And. I was about to play you something Tom Brady was going to say. But, uh, yeah, listen to this. Here's Tom Brady on Let's Go with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray on the Bucks 3-3 and start to the season. Let's go. Earned enough points. We're not playing well in the red area. We've been very inconsistent on third down. The game is about points. You know, it's not about yard, time of possession, all those things factor in, but the deciding factor in every game, and this is to point out the complete obvious, is points. Did you score more points than the other team? And in three games we have, another three games we haven't. Even in the three games we won, we haven't played the way we're capable, certainly offensively. So, you know, we've all are kind of licking our wounds, looking at the last six weeks and trying to do a lot better, having more communication about things that we think we need to do moving forward. And it's going to be a big challenge. You know, we have a big challenge ahead of us. They don't, things don't magically just solve themselves. You know, things have to become solved. You have to put the right time and emphasis into the things in order to improve them. And we got a lot of work to do. So look, he's not wrong about anything he's saying. I think one of the issues that with Tom Brady is just the way it looks, Keith. And when you say it just doesn't look right, he doesn't look right recently. The stress. offense doesn't look right. Going through a lot personally in his life. I mean, a lot of stress. You can look at him and tell he's going through the motions. And again, I don't care. I could care less about him not going on the flight with the team because I'm sure he was prepared. I, I could care less about that. J-Dub? 
It's so annoying sometimes. <laughs> me annoying? <laughs> me? Who? Who? Me? I, me Key, annoying? Keyshawn Johnson? Have who? you looked at yourself in the mirror, So my sir. face is annoying to you. That's what you're trying to tell me. You said you, that I didn't. That, you just said, have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Jay, yeah. can you change your face, please? You're annoying, Keyshawn. This guy makes fun of my nose. He makes fun of my face. Why is right. We are back teammate. tomorrow morning. You're a horrible teammate. 6 a.m. We're back. <laughs> Greeny up Johnson next. <laughs> ESPN Radio. Perf. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.